Feels good to be back on the mic. Probably gonna be a fairly quick episode because your boy's trying to get it in before Postmates pull up. You know, had my little workout and everything after work, so I gotta get my fuel going. I gotta, I gotta get back going and everything. But you know, I am definitely glad to be here with a new episode. And one thing that came to my mind as far as topics to discuss today, and the first thing that comes to my mind is how, man. Success can really be a drug. It's crazy how once you obtain some success, it'll really have you fiending and wanting for more. And it's one of those things where, of course, it's great where, I mean, everybody has a different level of competitiveness within them and what they strive for and stuff like that. But in particular, in the recent couple of days, recent weeks, really kind of since the you know off season leading up to this season and even last year when he joined OKC then to go to Houston I'm talking about my guy Carmelo Anthony and one of the things another player that I thought of when thinking about Carmelo was Allen Iverson and of course as we all know these are two former teammates who played with each other back when they were both on Denver Nuggets was a very very fun time but I was just thinking how And I don't want to call it like the Allen Iverson effect because I feel like there's so many players who are in this position as far as probably experienced this at one point in the career. But as far as just in recent seasons or, you know, recent players, probably some that we can think of. But I was thinking about how it's crazy how you can obtain so much success and, you know, when it's your time to kind of take the step back or somebody else kind of takes over how how much past success and just the confidence you've built up over time and the characteristics and stuff like that that play a part in a player like Carmelo not wanting to come off the bench right and I mean I I think over time as we saw him come off the bench with Houston a few times after I think he started a couple games kind of didn't work out overall it didn't work out but I kind of just was thinking back to how AI when he was kind of you know, making his comeback or transitioning toward the end of his career, you know, being with Detroit and Memphis. And I think even he had that little short stint or something with Philly, but my guy wasn't trying to come off the bench. He's like, man, I know what I'm capable of. Like I am a starter and I respect it because one, if you know, AI, AKA Bubba Chuck, then like, you know, he's a guy who, you know, like they say, pound for pound, best player ever. He's a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve and everything like that. And I wasn't surprised as far as on the tail end of his career of him feeling like that. Like, man, my my time ain't up until it's up when I say so. And I kind of felt like Carmelo took that same route. I feel like over the years, Carmelo's maybe become a little more vocal. Um, And I actually just started this while talking right now because I think I saw it about a month or so ago when the the Lakers and Rockets had gotten that little fight kind of toward the beginning of this year's NBA season. And it had me think I saw it go viral and resurface on the Twitter was uh, the episode where the Nuggets and Knicks, I believe it was, they were fighting each other. And my boy Melo stole on old boy and he really packed him out, though. Like it was 
damn near dead silent in the arena as everybody's tuning in, trying to see what the referees are going to call, yada, yada, yada. And my boy Melo stole on him. And it was just crazy how my boy was really kind of like, he stole on him, but he really wasn't, I don't know if he really was about that action. And I'm a big Carmelo fan, but he was low-key like scooting back. Like he kind of ain't really stand his ground. Like what's happening? Like we could square off. You feel me? We, we could definitely square up and really catch a fade. I mean, it was an NBA game, so I'm, I doubt maybe they really was going to catch a fade or not. But it was just interesting. I don't know why I just thought about that. But, you know, I, I, I kind of was thinking in, I mean, Allen Iverson is one of my all-time favorite players. So that's why I'm saying I don't necessarily want to call it the Iverson effect or anything like that. But it's kind of one of the more recent players or at least more one of the situations where it might be more well known amongst others or kind of just thinking about the last player where we kind of seen this scenario of a guy who's like man I still have the potential to be this great player you know I'm kind of not willing to come off the bench um and it's kind of just like damn I'm really interested in seeing how Carmelo's career is going to end because Coming into this season, I 100% genuinely believe Carmelo still has something to offer. And it wasn't even just based solely off the summer videos, the hoodie mellow videos that we've seen. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're not balling 100% or it's just different, you know, versus being in an actual NBA game, you know, seeing a pickup game that goes viral online versus an actual NBA game is different. So, you know, I think when I looked at him when he was in OKC, kind of viewed it as he was on a team where Melo's an ISO player. He's on a team where Paul George, Russell Westbrook, those dudes were ISO players. You basically had three isolation players on the court. It's pretty tough for everybody to get theirs, especially, too, when Melo's on the tail end. So he's really the third option, even if that, you know, there, there may be some other people may have even put Steven Adams ahead of him or whatever the case may be. So, you know, going to Houston, I thought maybe it would pan out, too, because I'm like, all right, now he kind of has an understanding of maybe what his role will be, considering how things played out in OKC didn't go that well and stuff. But apparently Houston wasn't the right fit either. And I know there's a lot of rumors and speculations of like, oh, is Melo going to go to the Lakers or where is he going to go? Yada, yada, yada. So I'm really interested in seeing what happens and where he'll go. Um, you know, I think everybody has definitely has to stop with the hate on my boy Melo. I get it. Social media era, we troll and everything like that. I love it. It cracks me up. But just like my boy Famous Low said, man, he's like, y'all y'all going to definitely stop acting like Melo ain't a Hall of Famer. Like, bro's a future Hall of Famer. Off tops. So, and anybody who questions that, we could definitely have a conversation about that because you're tripping if you, if you don't think Melo is a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, Maybe because he didn't get a ring, or at the at this point his career doesn't have one. I don't know, but he's definitely Hall of Famer in my book for sure. So definitely, y'all give me y'all feedback on this whole thing. Do y'all think it's kind of reminiscent as far as Carmelo's situation is a little reminiscent to Allen Iverson, like similar to AI, or do you think even this was the case with AI where they're both over their head, or what do you kind of think? I mean. Looking at a guy, you know, AI versus Carmelo, I'm going to assume majority of people are probably going to side with AI as far as who they think was better or whatever. And I mean, considering what AI did as far as basically being a one man army and leading the 76ers for the most part to the finals and even getting that game one victory over the Lakers in that 2001 NBA Finals series. That right there is just I, I really wish AI could have got a ring, bro, because I think that just would have been the perfect 
the perfect all he needed was just one and it just would have been perfect on his career bro just after all the trials and tribulations like just him setting the standard just being a baller like it just would have been so dope to see imagine if ai would have kept playing football though because bro was pretty raw in high school like imagine if he really would have focused on football i don't know how far he would have made it considering his size and stuff but if he really would have focused maybe bulked up a little bit i guess maybe could have been a little slot dude maybe a little scat back or something whatever the case may have been but would have been super dope to just think about it man it's, it's crazy when you see dudes like lebron who used to play what receiver back in high school and Dudes are just so athletic, man. It's it's really amazing, and it's something that we still te- still see to this day. But it's just kind of crazy to think when you when you think about these star players, you're like, damn, like what if they didn't take this route and did something else? But I definitely want to hear y'all feedback. I'm gonna be definitely getting back on my little sports topics as well. I know in the past that was something that with the Talk Your Talk podcast with my boy Malik, something we used to focus on, definitely including sports every time. So you know, I've had all my real life topics and stuff like that of course with the majority of these episodes on the no longer then podcast which i definitely still will include the end of the day gonna talk about what i want to talk about i appreciate y'all tuning in and please give me all feedback on that situation as far as ai carmelo do you think it's similar thing again are they over their heads should they be willing um i personally hope it's tough man too like another question i got for y'all Dude, does Carmelo ring chase at this point? Like, does he just automatically join the war? I mean, I doubt he's going to join the Warriors considering what kind of squad they have and doubt the Warriors are even looking at him. But, you know, what playoff contender maybe does Carmelo go with in hopes of at least getting one ring? Y'all let me know. I really don't know who it could be, but I'm interested in hearing y'all feedback on who y'all think. Moving on to my next topic. One thing I guess you could consider this a serious one or not, but... um. I was just thinking, man, how interesting it is to, like, you know how they say lust versus love? Like, lust is such an interesting thing as far as just how temptation is just so influential. And it's funny, too, because I feel like, I mean, being with Mariah is my first relationship, but I've always kind of felt like, man, you know, when I get in a relationship, I'm going to be serious. Like, my heart is only going to be for her. Like, eyes only for her, yada, yada, yada. Granted, yes, my heart is only for her. Of course, I love her. Mariah, I love my relationship, everything like that. But I feel like I I remember in the past feeling like, man, like I can't look at no other girls, like I gotta chill. And that and that was never the case with Mariah, like pushing a line or pushing an issue and being like, Hey, you better not do this, you better not do that, yada yada. But it was just me for myself feeling like, Man, I wanna be this such a great boyfriend that like I don't care what these other girls is looking like, yada yada yada. And I'm a big believer in like my boy Cole said, like, right, it's always gonna be a chick that's battered than yours there's always gonna be some shoes there's always gonna be a fit that's fresher better looking than yours whatever the case may be like that's life and that's why i always try to remind myself you know things could be worse in life i'm, I'm grateful for what i do have um but it just is a reminder because i'm i you know i look back at it and i'm like man like it's, it's just a learning lesson as far as understanding that temptation is just a normal thing and you know one thing that i'm really grateful for and this has definitely been the help of someone like mariah and just me kind of learning more about myself and stuff but just how important it is to normalize the adversity or kind of the uncertainty that we go through in life and really reminding ourselves like man at the end of the day we're just human um and i think that was something that after being in a relationship for a while i kind of had to pick up on and realizing like temptation is a thing definitely how you act on that temptation as far as that's what's most important you know are you out here in other girls' DMs or trying to yab at them or whatever the case may be? I don't know. 
um that's that's really up to you know that kind of person so yeah i think ultimately temptation is what it is like you're going to think other people are attractive you're going to think they're cute whatever it may be um but ultimately i think it's how you act on that temptation or that lust whatever you want to call it and go from there um that's ultimately you know going to decide how much of an impact it has on your life or your situation or whatever um but yeah y'all y'all give me y'all thoughts on temptation do you kind of feel like when someone's in a relationship or with their partner should they only have eyes for them or try to block out any other kind of temptations or you know seeing that somebody's cute whatever what do y'all think or do you think again like i said the importance of normalizing it and just being like hey we're human it happens it is what it is i definitely love getting y'all feedback because it goes a long way because there's so many things i don't know everything of course and there's so many opinions and perspectives and viewpoints that i'm sure i miss out on or something that as i'm speaking to y'all tuning in and listening maybe something that you kind of pick up on you're like you know what this is my view on it this is what i think or maybe sean should have touched on this or thought about this so y'all let me know i look forward to getting all y'all feedback episode 22 no longer than the podcast it's your boy blanco i appreciate y'all tuning in we out of here baby one love